0: <laughs> oh fuck! I was gonna do my funny bit. Hold on. Your funny bit. Okay, stay tuned everybody. Um, this is gonna be a strong, hilarious beginning. James, what would you like me to do for this <laughs> Okay, so what's he, what he's done is... Was you know, his... It was funny at the very beginning when I gargled and it was, wasn't recording. So don't worry, it was a funny bit everyone. Don't worry. <laughs> don't, worry. <laughs> don't stress everyone. I'm funny. <laughs> I swear. Hi Jake. Hello, James. How are you today? Oh my god, so happy? <laughs> he said in the convincing way. Yeah, really yeah, good. That sounds good. How are you? yeah, I'm terrific. Loving life It wouldn't change a thing. That's good. And mm-hmm. um, you've got no hair anymore. I shaved. You can all see at home, I know. Um you can hear you can hear the difference in my voice. I I, I had a run in with a razor and I lost. Oh, God. Mm. That sounds a little more suicide y than I think you Stop think it does. Bringing up, so you bring suicide up every time we do one of these podcasts. Yeah. People are getting concerned. We're getting Register a of the letters. red flag, James. You're supposed to. <laughs> Register the red f- That sounded like you're trying to copyright a name. Register the red flag. Register the red flags. Call this hotline and let people know that your podcast partner needs help. <laughs> and is also a communist. Great. And that's my fun story. Jake, your hair is pink. Yeah. <laughs> Paint that picture. Yeah. Pink, pink. Pink. Mm-hmm. Pink like the something something baby pink something something Janelle Monet? No. Janelle Monet? No. Is I'm more of an Erica Badu kind of guy. And I'm an Erica Badu. Don't. Um, <laughs> dare. Am I wrong to put Erica Badu and Janelle Monet in the same? Like- I have no idea who Erica Badu is. Okay, my major connection with Erica Badu, just to file back into my into my musical like past. Or Rolodex of the past. Uh, um, yeah, just to pull a spix and specks on you. I think... Bidet? But, n- no, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm okay for the moment. Yes, <laughs> well, I've got one here ready. <laughs> um, I remember before I was going to school when I was 17 years old, I remember finding the song It's Duet by Macy Gray and Erica Badu called Macy Sweet Ray. Baby. And I was sitting at the computer that was in the living room in my home. Oh, of course, the computer room. And I put it on and I was just crying. I was just in my school uniform and just crying. The song was so beautiful. Can we beautiful. say fag on this podcast? Uh, not if it's at me. I'm <laughs> well, not going to say anything. <laughs> uh, and crying. that's crying as a... Uh, that's... That's the gayest thing I've ever heard. And that's my Erica oh. Badu story. You, mean, you haven't told me who she is. I barely know. Okay, sure. I know that, sure. Yep. I don't think she goes in the same book as Janelle Monet. Am I saying that right? Janelle Monet. Janelle Monet. I don't know. I hope Do I Do you mean Jesus. Claude Monet? God, I did! You did. Is Claude Monet an impressionist? Uh, No, I'm an impressionist. Here we go, I'm an impressionist! <laughs> me doing an impression. Of yeah. Apparently. Bill Cosby And I'm Gilbert Godfrey. <laughs> <laughs> you probably shouldn't be doing Bill Cosby yeah, that's It's just easy to do You know He's not going to fight back He's in jail or I can't remember He's in jail oh, Okay, But I do Yeah no he's in jail He's in jail? Yes It wouldn't surprise me If he wasn't There's even like if, if, I don't know If we're opening the chapter Of doing impressions Of Bill Cosby I think at I this point If you're gonna do An impression of Bill Cosby You can't just be doing Bill Cosby on a Tuesday Having fun You have to do Bill, Bill Cosby, Cosby Scheming, scheming. Yes, yes. Uh, yeah. Like hey. on, oh, Here I go I'm gonna stop that man. I love crimes I <laughs> love Love it Okay <laughs> yes, That's good the Message we're opening with this If podcast. you had to rate Your past <laughs> week Out of five stars Oh Jake this week Oh Jake this week This glorious week it's been been a good week. A good it's been week. A great week. God, okay. It's been. Okay. I mean, I mean, I saw three shows. Mm. Um, and they were all. You'll hear about them all soon. I'm okay. sure. Um, and and I'm, I'm. We're settling into the house that I've moved into recently. Mm. Uh, and work is still going very well. And I hung out with my boyfriend yesterday, and it was really lovely. So it's just been a really beautiful, gorgeous, fantastic time. What have I done? Anything super exciting I need to tell you about? Um, do you like how I'm hitting my T's? Are you? I'm trying. Oh, I'm, try- <laughs> I'm trying my best. I'm trying my best. Uh, um, yeah, really you, good. You, no well man. hit. <laughs> Thanks. Um, that was my ass as well. <laughs> no. go on. Run me I've through been the content. Taking some lessons. Come on. Uh, <laughs> Walk go, me through the alphabet, duh, big boy. Duh, duh. Um, the week's been good. Yeah, I would give it like yeah. I don't think this. Yeah, because the things I would want to tell you about other shows, which I will tell you about, great later. Yes. Um So I guess I give my week a. Oh god, I wasn't ready for this one. Um, it's very high stakes, so it's it makes sense stakes, you're thinking really yeah, hard. Well, I want to pick a funny number. Sixty nine. Oh. Out of five I give it a 69 That's funny <laughs> Thank you, Because of sexy things Yeah yeah Because yeah. you know When you do the Yeah <laughs> <laughs> What do you think it is Because I, is I it, know I just want you. I just want to Hear what you think I, I know what it is But I want to hear What you think it is I thought it was When you are like Holding hands On one of those Swinging love seats And you're talking About the first moon landing Because it happened In 1969 Is that not 69ing Yeah that sounds right Yeah yeah, Uh, yeah, good good. I'm a sex person I love sex people Yeah Uh, uh Mm -hmm. That's 69 right now I don't think it really happened. Ah, oh, me either. I'm <laughs> <A> Twinsy a. <laughs> Jake, how was your week? Give it a rating out of five. Uh, out of five stars, mm. I would give this week a red hot 12. Oh, Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Reasons? No nah, reasons. <laughs> Want to <a> talk? Um, <laughs> uh, as we established <laughs> earlier. <laughs> yes! <laughs> but no one wants to listen. <laughs> no one cares. Um... Oh, This week, (laughs) it's been fine. It's been a lot of working. It's been a lot of pursuing my true passion, which is hospitality. (laughs) It's important important work. It's important work that not enough people talk about. It's, yeah, it's been largely... Someone should write a cabaret about working in a hospitality service. Oh, I don't think the world's ready. Mm. Uh, Yeah, no, no, sorry that there are no really any anecdotes. I was thinking, did I ever bring up... This thing happened, and I've told no one, and I feel like I need to like, tell it now. It's barely a story. Are we when... about to confess to a crime? Uh no, <laughs> <That's> <laughs> not anymore. <laughs> I uh, when I got my booster shot, I think maybe like two weeks hmm. ago. Did I tell you this? I because I'm certain I told no one this story. I don't remember you getting a booster shot. I went to get my booster shot at the pharmacy I where like my that at tall all. guy works. And then I went, so I was like sitting there waiting, I wanted to get Moderna, and then while I was waiting to get my Moderna shot, I was having this pathetic inner monologue of like, am I just getting Moderna because I like Dolly Parton? And then I was like, yes! yes. <laughs> and that's a good reason! It's, but, it's if also- it gets people to get the vaccine, that's a good reason. But how is that any different to people that do things because Kourtney Kardashian did them? Because Kourtney Kardashian isn't Dolly Parton. Okay, (laughs) Dolly Dolly Parton donates, like, doesn't he, like, donate a bunch of her money to charity and she's, like, done all this good stuff? But even outside of the ethics of these celebrities that are... I don't think you can go Outside of these ethics, if we're talking about why But see, that's my concern. Like, I I would like to be able to have thoughts that exist outside of the media landscape. I don't think we can anymore. And that's terrifying. I don't want to have to live in the woods, James. The woods! What (laughs) in... Into the woods! Yeah. In- so it's my fault then, <laughs> I'm Bernadette Peters, la la la! James a- Corden was in the movie. James, G- in the movie Into the Woods? Yeah, he was the baker. Yes, yes he was. He was the worst part of the world. The worst part of the Into the Woods world? The entire world right now that we live in. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that's a fair stance. It's good that people are finally coming around Fuck to that. Is awful. Jesus, he's annoying. Do you have a recent example of him traumatising No, me? not at all, because I-, I famously avoid anything he's in. Mm-hmm. I just hate him so goddamn much. Mm-hmm. I think it's the second time of the podcast we've spoken about how much I hate James Corden. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hate him. No, today. you are gunning for that oh, spin-off, aren't you? Jesus Christ. <laughs> I, I want someone to... I, why would it called James him? on James? <laughs> ah. <laughs> Sorry, I'm laughing because James' expression. Um, James Corden, death penalty. Oh, God. Yeah, yeah. I think lethal injection, but not the part of the injection where you can't feel it. Oh, my God. <laughs> Here's a pitch for James on James. <laughs> okay, it sounds more and more like a porno. It does a bit. Uh... <laughs> the weeks flip back and forth. So you do one week, he oh, does the next week, sort of in response to your podcast. Oh, that's good. And then I do my mine in response. It just to flips him. back and forth. So just it's bang, just bang, bang. aggressive, like, okay, James. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's funny. That's mm-hmm. actually pretty good. Yeah, that's good. And they'll be okay, James, don't open your letters in the next few weeks. It'll be full of ricin. Ricin? (laughs) Ricin, it's like anthrax, but a bit scarier. How? I learned about it from The Good Fight, starring Christine Baranski. And Alan Cumming. And Audra McDonald. Oh. Oh. Good for her. That I just win the gay off by being the last (laughs) one to name a cast member. Um, Yes. Uh, yeah, oh, I do think Alan yeah. Cummings' in the good fight. He's in the good wife. Oh, he's in the good wife. Isn't yes. I've never seen either. And then of Sarah Steele's in the good fight. She plays his daughter. I know Sarah Silverman. Sarah Silverman is different to Sarah Steele. Is she? Yeah. <laughs> they both sound pretty similar to That's me. true, and you make a good point. I'm not sure. It's also, my Sarah Silverman impression. That's not bad. Oh, thank you. Her memoir was upsetting. Was it? It was. Was it all about, like. So, why are you so sad, nervous to say this? Sad lesbian Jewish things? Okay, Sarah Silverman isn't a lesbian. Oh. Is she not? <laughs> She's just a, oh, I'm like a crass about, talking. So Sarah Silverman. Y- sorry, you thought you were talking about Sarah I Silverman? Thought I, was ta- I thought Sarah Silverman was a lesbian. Just because she has, like, a low voice? But that very well could be it, You have yes. a nuanced understanding of what a lesbian is. I like pretty lights and dancing. <laughs> um, where are we? Yeah. Sarah Silverman <laughs> is not a lesbian. She's not a lesbian. Her memoir was upsetting. Memoir. She has this chapter that I think about often where... Sorry to spoil <laughs> Sarah Silverman's memoir. <laughs> yeah, skip ahead five um, minutes. <laughs> it'll take minutes. more than five minutes. <laughs> um, Where she, like, when she was young, she had, like, a baby brother. And then they, the parents left the baby brother with the grandparents. And then... When the parents came back to pick up the child, oh, no. the grandparents were like, the son's dead. What? Because they put the baby in, like, an old cot. And then the cot broke while the baby was sleeping. And the baby fell and, like, died <gasps> in the cot. Trigger warning, baby death. <laughs> this is the second time we've had a baby death trigger warning. <laughs> what? And, yeah. And so, and then, but the part that sticks with me on top of, you know, baby death tragedy. Uh-huh. um, The part that makes me upset. And it's tied to her being a comedian, is like, because she was like quite young when this happened, she was like seven or something, and then they were in the car one day, and the grandmother, who was minding the child when it died, um, was about to drive the car, and then Sarah, like young Sarah Silverman makes this joke about like, oh, don't misbehave, or you'll die like my brother did. Oh. And then the grandmother just starts weeping. And it's like, oh, comedy is powerful. That's not comedy, that's a bad time, that's a badly timed joke. That's your perspective, baby. I think don't make the joke about the dead baby to the grandmother who is... Probably blaming herself for the baby's death. That's a ridiculous perspective to have. (laughs) (laughs) I just like people. (laughs) But yeah, back to James on James. What if instead of just you and James Corden, it's a series of Jameses? Jameses. You have to pick a James that you don't like. You do a whole podcast episode devoted to why you hate that James. That James has a response episode, and then picks another James, and you pass the hate along. There's so many Jameses, and most of them suck. That's really smart. Yeah, that's really really smart. Should we start? Reaching out to James Corden. I'm already reaching out to I don't James know what Jameses Corden. Either there's Death not that many breaks. Jameses I can think of. There's so many Jameses. Na- name some. Literally, what are you talking about? Na- name some famous in Jameses. Pop culture. Yeah. McAvoy, uh-huh. Marsden, uh-huh. Cameron, oh. Joyce. Okay. <laughs> okay people <yeah>. we know. <laughs> Forlano. <laughs> I don't know that one. <laughs> James. Why have I already run out of people in my there's life? There's not name? that James. many Jameses. There's two James. Too many Jameses. Henry James. Can we go surnames? No. Um, no, we can't go. So there's names. all those like cool Jameses that are actually girls. <laughs> oh, true. I love the name James for a girl. Great. But literally, all you need to do is have one James you don't like. Every James must know a James they don't like. That's true. Mm. We're all rivals. Yeah. Um, We should probably get a wriggle on. What we? are you talking about? I think this is captivating <laughs> and timely. <laughs> Twelve out of five is what you've said. Twelve out of five. <laughs> My week was a mess. Thank you. <laughs> Okay, James, you've come with a list. This is unrelated to everything that we do here, but correct. But so w- it's a list of grocery items for yeah. I just want to write Liz this down Hurley. so I can listen to it later, so I can go shopping. Um, oh, sorry. So you're using this episode as a voice memo for you? Yeah. Great. Go ahead. Uh, <laughs> so um, at the at the theater last night, Flynn and I were having we were watching, and I'm, he mentioned something that made me go, "Oh God, I hate this person. This I hate this sort of person." And and so I, I I've written a list of people that I hate. Uh-huh. And I'm gonna. Let <laughs> clarify. Types of people. Types of be- Okay, this sounds racial it's immediately. It's not racial. <laughs> it's not racial. Is it racial It does start with white people. <laughs> because, wait. Whi- <laughs> okay, so just to be clear, this is a list of people that you hate, <laughs> and this came about because. You were talking to Flynn, and you were like, I sure do hate a lot of people, and he was like, you should write that that down. (laughs) Flynn, Flynn pointed out that I have a lot of very deeply set opinions that don't seem to come from anywhere, and will change with him saying one or two words. Okay. So, like, this is some of them, and one of them is... White people that play that metal drum instrument. You know the one I mean? It's like a large... The looks one that goes, UFO. <laughs> yes! It looks like yeah. a UFO and they always have dirty white people dreadlocks. <laughs> and they're always smelly and they look like they're going to be annoying as fuck and talk about polyamory. And they're there going... <laughs> on their little white... Little little silver drum. Yeah. And it just... It, it annoys me for so little reason. But is that drum... Isn't that... The, is the origin of that drum... It's not like an island country? Yes. It's like Jamaica or something, isn't it? Is that where that dr- drum really like I'm not privy to comment on where the drum comes from, but I know that it's not white. You're not privy to comment sit. on I'm that. Not privy to <laughs> Jesus. I'm not authorized to talk about I'm percussion. Percussion. classified. I just mean it, it that that it, it these are the sort of people that I see on Instagram and I immediately go to their profile and block them and all future accounts they ever make. Good god Because they annoy me that much. Okay, and have you drilled into this? You you don't like I don't want to think about it. Okay, Mm -hmm. great. Next person. um, Anybody who swings around those light-up balls on chains... It's, okay. it's, you know, the festival people that swing around those light-up balls on chains oh, and like that becomes the, their entire life. sure. And all the videos, <laughs> just them swinging those light-up balls on chains, I like that you should comfortably around. assume the rest of their lives. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> like I block them immediately before I can learn anything about them. Okay, mm-hmm. great. Yep, blocked, gone. Great. No, I have more patience for those people. I had really? a two-week crush on a guy that oh, was a fire twirler and would did. like twirl those things around to practice. Okay, fire twirler is, uh, fire twirler is impressive. Uh, okay, so the risk is what makes it... A goofy time. <laughs> yes, the risk is cool. Risk is sexy. If yeah. You're just sitting there swinging around these little light up bully chain things. I think a lot of those light up bully chain people are preparing for the fire. I don't think they are. I think they're doing it because in the dark, people on acid um, spins around, looks very cool and exciting. Uh-huh. I've got no time for it. I'm a busy go girl. I've got to go and do things. Yeah, you are aware that they're not holding you down, making you watch these things. Next, yeah, anyone <laughs> who uses an outfit video is a chance to thirst trap. You know what I mean. So an outfit video is where someone's like, "Look at what I'm wearing to the market." Yeah, but the, oh, but the come, come, get ready for a day with me, and they like, it's a video of them. It's like, it's like a, like smash cuts of them, like pants on, shirt on, yeah, things. On. And they always start off with like them sort of leaning against a wall with like in their underwear, going like, oh, mm. it's like just do a thirst trap video. Just make a thirst trap video. We know you want to. You don't need to phrase it as an outfit video. Not to make this a, an opportunity to talk about my taste in erotica, you go on. but don't you prefer? Well, make, oh, clearly, you don't. I think <laughs> it's. Um, I prefer like one of those, you know, erotic Instagramy TikTok situations where there's some like context to it. I think it's. I, I find it more engaging than. For some reason, my mind wants to compare it to like pornography with With a a storyline. Yes, yes, the best type of pornography, absolutely. But you're saying that you want different things out of your thirst traps. It's just it's the sort of vibe for me of like, oh whoops I'm. I'm sure there's something else to- oh. So it's dishonest. It's just annoying. So you're pretending... They- they're pretending that you're... You've they're played. pretending they don't you know it's what they're doing. Right. That's a different thing to me. It's sort of like, I'm okay with people doing like, here I am being sexy and shirtless and like being obvious about it. Yeah. But people that sort of start off with like a, a one second snip of them with their chest out and then like quickly put on a shirt. It's like, just... I think just it's make a, a super dry. valid no, piece of art. Shoot I them think in it's... the head. Shoot them in the head. No, I think it's good. Last one on my list... And this is what came up yesterday when we were at the cocktail bar. Yeah, not people... us. <laughs> <laughs> my, my partner and I. So <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> everyone in my life is just the other person. Uh-huh. Um, people who sell artisanal ice. Artisanal ice? Artisanal ice. Is this a drug dealer? No, 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 no. Ice. ice. Water. Frozen water. Yeah. Like, they freeze it, they mm. hand cut it, yep. and then they sell it. And there's nothing special about the water? Nope. It's Well, they probably have filtered water that they use, and it freezes in a way with no bubbles. But you can do that by boiling the water. Uh, and h- who? how do they vend this? They sell it in freezer trucks. Like, freezer trucks come around with their little big box of ice. Sorry, and it's just ice? It's ice, Who's Jake? buying this? You might need to bleep this. The Malthouse Theatre is buying, buying this. Artisanal ice just to put in their drinks? To put in their drinks. Because then you can add another $2 to the price of the cocktail. And what is... Th- and, and there's nothing... And the ice... Time's so yep. lost on how no, you, There's nothing more to get. That is it. You're absolutely right to be confused. And how is the water special? It's probably not, but it's probably like, Spring Valley water. Or like, it's some sort of- Oh. Like, yeah, exactly. It's just frozen water. It's and why just, do you hate this? Because it seems like because it's-, it's a- Because it's, it's a con. It's a it's con. It's a con. It's a con! You're selling frozen water. Yeah. You know? That annoys me. Okay. So all these people- Unfollow them on Instagram is what I was going to say. I'm sorry, you're instructing me to do that? Yes, and everyone listening. But that's half the people I'm following as artisanal <laughs> ice <laughs> i half bad thirst Uh huh. Uh-huh. And yeah, uh-huh. fire twirlers I used to have feelings for. That's, that's terrible, it. Terrible, Jake. Terrible. I need to respect myself more, you're right. (laughs) (laughs) I don't have to date circus freaks if I don't don't. want to. No, 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 unless they've got, like, removed ribs or something. That's the sort of circus freak you can date. James! Oh my god, the way that you eroticize contortionists. Wrap it up! (laughs) I'm done! Ew! So <laughs> to crack my crack knuckles in my damn face. <laughs> it's, good. it's good to get the body ready for talking. Hello, Jake. Hello, James. Recently, I went to. Oh, hey, everyone. Happy Grand Prix. It's Grand Prix Day. This is our Grand Prix special episode. <laughs> put, put this to the start. Of <laughs> course Vroom, vroom, everybody. <laughs> oh, if you can hear those cars, what, what exciting stories they must tell. I think you can tell what day it is. <laughs> 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 no, no, but it's our, it's our, I, I guess it's our comedy festival episode, I suppose I suppose I suppose This sudden desire you have to label it something yes. I think it's good, it makes it marketable Yeah, good yeah. B- uh, Bunny Jake <laughs> is the show My name is Jake I, <laughs> saw. I went to see Bunny at Malthouse Theatre by Barney Duncan Do you want know to, Barney? Is Barney, B-A-R-N-I-E Duncan Great Barney, called Bunny, Barney Duncan The show's called Bunny Great. The show is called Bunny. Go on. By Barney Duncan. Mm-hmm. So, <clears throat> we walk in. Who? Me. I, so I went by myself. myself ah, cool. Um, Which is not a thing you do often. I don't do it often, but I know that you, you you like going to a show alone because you like engaging in the theatrical experience. I thought I'd give it a shot. <laughs> Thank you for publicising my loneliness. Go on. <laughs> oh, no, it's not because you can't find anyone.
1: <laughs> Stop giggling. Oh, my <laughs> <Just take
0: it. laughs> And stop. Okay, the giggling has ended. So we went in, um, we being the audience, finally into the, it was in the clock, I think it's called the clock tower space. The tower at the, tower, the, the tower. Malt House. at the Malt House, yep. yep. So we went to see Bun- Bunny, uh, and up we go into the into the tower space. We I did that thing where I thought my ticket was a ticket. It was actually like the barcode you scan to redeem your tickets at the box office. Great. <laughs> so I had to run down and get my ticket. Humiliating. Humiliating, yep. it was awful. <laughs> um, you know, foyers are a nightmare. Yes. Yeah. So <laughs> up I went. Uh, we file in and we sit down, and Barney is on stage already. Incredible choice. Incredible. Huge. Cho- <laughs> oh my god. Playing the electric bass. Oh wow. Yeah. And he just is strumming this electric. Like, bom, 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 just strumming this electric bass, mm. and he's sort of like yeah, he's got like a shaved head. Um, he's 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 a very very handsome man, but he's like I I'd say like he's I'm trying to think like late forties. Okay. That might be harsh to say. I'm not sure. I think he's actually younger than that. I don't know if it's an insult to be in your late 40s. <laughs> Why are you giggling? Giggle every I'm not in my 40s! <laughs> <laughs> Him, which is I fine. It'd be fine if you would. It would absolutely be fine. Uh-huh, but I love... want to save that experience for my forties, assuming I make it. <laughs> I hope you don't. No. <laughs> I hope you die. But again, there's nothing wrong with being in your forties. No, no, I'm not saying there is. I'm yeah. just trying to guess his age. But I, I think he's, I, th- I think he is younger than that because he's, he's just become a, a father, which is part of the show. Okay. Anywho, um, so he, yeah, he's drumming this bass guitar, mm-hmm. and he looks like to describe him in like a few words. He looks like he used to do hard drugs at parties. Right. Like he's that sort of like party boy energy. Yeah. Um, and he's drumming his bass guitar. So he's um I think it's bass guitar, I like to bass. We all come in and sit down, and he's I would say for like a good twenty minutes, fifteen or twenty minutes, he's just playing this bass as people file in, mm-hmm. and he just keeps going. Mm-hmm. And I would have happily seen the whole show with that. You know mm-hmm. when you go to a show and it's like a preset, and it's like Mulan Rouge, for example. Go on. And, <laughs> <laughs> um, and it's just all these. Fancy people swanning about. Just walking in slow Just motion. Just walking in slow motion. Because French time because works differently. <laughs> French time. Everyone's French. What are your thoughts on that sort of setup? On um, presets. Presets. Um, as I've said before, I intellectually despise the idea. Really? But then, yeah, but I, I've never really pinned down why. I think because I think there's a level of sanctity to the time the audience has together before the show begins and having something already happened robs them of kind of the privacy of becoming a collective. Uh, I think is what I That's a really yeah that's a really nice way of, of putting I, it. I suppose I've never super interrogated it. But mm. yeah. But yeah, but as yeah, when I saw Jane Bodie like music by Jane Bodie, mm, um, mm. watching Ben Smalley be preset on the stage was that's a right. really wonderful time. Um, so yeah, it can be done well And again, I'm also guilty of having done it a lot of times when I make work and There's a lot of presetting going on It usually is, yeah you know? So, um, yeah, no But you enjoyed this experience <laughs> it, was, it was a great experience because the audience sort of was jamming out with him a little bit Like everyone was, he was just Because <laughs> they brought their own <laughs> instruments <laughs> I set up my drums <laughs> Oh my god Someone brought a flute No, no, no just like... I told you it was good I brought my bag <laughs> <it>. <laughs> Um Just a reminder Um at a wedding I went to recently, our friend Ben brought the bagpipes to play at the wedding. Yeah, he, he's a bagpiper. Was he invited to do that, yeah. or he just wanted attention? Oh no, no, he was. He was invited. he Like it was organized that he would also play the bagpipes. Like it was part of the wedding. Great. Um, and I just had this incredible visual of someone because everyone was vaping at this party. It was like everyone vaped at the wedding you're at, talking about. At the, at the wedding, we're like, yeah. not doing the ceremony. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, beautiful time. <laughs> um, but like in the pool at the end, when everyone was sort of like it was like five in the morning, everyone had their vapes and. I made the suggestion. No one followed through with it that we should get the bagpipe tape vapes to all the uh, end all the end of the little spouts mm-hmm. and then someone should just go ham on this bagpipe and just do the ultimate uh, uh, Scottish vape. Sure, that does sound like it would look like when fat bastard plays the bagpipes to knock out the guards in was- Austin Powers. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it reminded me of something. Yes. Where is the Austin Powers musical? I don't know, just in our minds and our hearts. Why is that not a musical, Jake? I don't know. <laughs> I, you can see it all right now. I just did. Awesome. I whizzed through the it's entire all yeah. It's all there. It's all there. Okay. We'll come, we'll come back to that. In a segment on hypothetical musicals we think about. Do you know which of the three Austin Powers movies you would want to see musicalized? Or would you want a fourth story? I think I, think I would want its own story. Mm-hmm. I think it would want it absolutely want it to be its own story that would sort of be able to, you know, do the Austin Powers meta jokes about it being a musical. You know? Like So I that's a non negotiable for you. Uh-huh. It has to Yeah, okay, uh, great. Yeah. No no <laughs> I just think um yeah, I think it, rather than translating one of the stories, if they were to do that, do the first one. Okay. Classic. Because um, not classic. to reference her for the second time, but you want Liz Hurley's character to be <laughs> You know I don't know who Liz Hurley is. Oh great. I don't know who that is. Okay, Liz is Liz Hurley a good person? Do we hate Liz Hurley? No she played Vanessa Vanessa in the first Austin Powers. Where are you? <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember anything from the Austin Powers. Anyway, okay. <laughs> Good. so Sorry. everyone's playing musical everyone's instruments, for- watching well, Bunny by we're Barney all in Duncan. The <laughs> so yeah. no, okay, so we're there watching, and by jamming out, I mean everyone was just really getting into it because he, he just he has this incredible <laughs> just bobbing their little the, heads. I legit, we all were. He has this incredible energy. Barney Duncan has this amazing sort of like, like, like on the verge of. Someone you wouldn't want to talk to at a tram stop because he's just a bit too into into everything going on around him. Okay. Like he's got that sort of methy energy a little bit. Methy energy. Slightly methy energy. Okay. But in a way that was like, on stage, this works. Mm-hmm. I love this. Um and yeah, so he just played the bass guitar for so long, and then he stopped,
1: playing <laughs> the bass guitar. <laughs> Beautiful
0: choice. <laughs> Everyone cannot stand a bass guitar. <laughs> um, and dived into his comedy show. And it was like, it was a very It was a very conceptual sort of... It was very, like, classic comedy show in terms of, like... It was just one guy with a microphone doing a bunch of, like... Puns, gags, and bits. Mm -hmm. And... But then it was sort of, like... He weaved the story around... um, It it deals with all about his grief and moving on from the loss of a family member. And... In the forest? Did he lose them in the forest? Death! Death! Oh, God! Dead, dead, dead. (laughs) The ultimate forest. The ultimate forest. (laughs) forest. The darkest forest of all. Quack, quack. Um, (laughs) In he goes, into the forest, and he's there The whole show is him saying, I'm bad at dealing with grief and trauma, so I'm going to write a comedy show to avoid talking about it by talking about it Mm -hmm. with jokes. Which is, like, the whole sort of concept of the show. Yeah. But it's also coupled with how much he loves clubbing and misses clubbing because COVID took it away. Okay. Um, And that sort of, like the great church of being in a rave and sort of being connected to everyone and how, mm-hmm. how much joy that brings him and what what he's found in that space. So it was really quite moving from both those elements and that, yeah, we have lost that sort of shared rave energy we that was around mm. and now there's a little bit of fear and trepidation around it. Uh, so, that was, that was, so all the elements were there for it to be really, really inspiring and it was. Um, yeah, but it was just like... And he sort of nailed, because he has just recently become a father, which is something he pointed out, and it sort of inspired that sort of feeling of I, God you, you'd be a great dad Like sure. the whole show was coloured by You would just be the best dad Like he's just He's clearly very in touch with him, his own emotions Even if he is sort of pretending not to be he, sure. he, You can tell that he's sort of very aware Of what's going on mm-hmm. um, And again As I learnt in the last podcast I won't spoil the ending of this one <laughs> because a whole segment of what I was talking about got rudely censored. Oh, hello, a lot of business. It's <laughs> <of> it. fine, <laughs> it's fine, I'm keeping it No, simmering. let's have this conflict <laughs> <laughs> on the air. <laughs> right now! No, I think it was a very valid choice that we made, but... <laughs> don't does... make it sound like I made the choice. <laughs> well, you did. You did. Yeah, I didn't make that choice, but I still agree with it. Yep. Cool. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, anyway, so back to Barney Duncan being back a good Barney dad. Back to Barney Duncan being a good dad. Yes. Yeah, so... um, yep, yeah, um, and I was just watching the show of him... Have you... Have you had that feeling before? I don't want to dive into family stories between the two of us now. Because I've got stories. You've got stuff to <laughs> say. No, but like, have you been. Because you spoke recently about watching um, kids portray adults and that yeah. sort of it. What about like watching people on stage when they're not sort of putting on a character, when it is just them? And that, if, almost similar to when you see someone who you sort of are attracted to them and you think, God, you'd be a great romantic partner. Have you had that sort of feeling about someone being like. You'd be a great family member Or a great brother Or a great dad Is that something that stuck out to you much Because it hasn't to me mm. Like that was a first for me as, as Someone on stage so I, I, On stage or like I guess doing some sort of performance Sure Yeah Um What am I thinking Well I'd say I'd say I think my current hypothesis About something similar to what you're suggesting is like the first duty of someone on stage is to kind of make you fall in love with them. Like that's kind of like the first phase of you having a connection with someone sufficiently to experience a great deal of empathy for Mm. what they're portraying. So I'd say there's that answer for that as far as the specific roles, like fatherliness or brotherliness or being one of those positions in any sort of fashion. um, No, I think maybe those things are, are too specific for that to hit you. Unless, as you're describing this show, it exists in the context of like, oh, he's talking about being a father, what sort of father he would sure. be. I don't think I'd ever watch a show that isn't about like siblinghood and be like, that person would make a great brother. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'd love to be his brother. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, he'd treat me Ooh, so good. i have a brother like that. Ah, ah, um, yes, please, sign me up. Yeah, uh, I suppose it's my response to that. But that's that's nice. It was so. <laughs> Thanks, Jake. What? No, no. Um, yeah, I'm curious as to what qualities he exhibited that you think would make him a good father. He, oh, God, it was like, first of all, and this is going to sound silly, masterclass in the dad joke. Absolute masterclass in dad jokery. Mm -hmm. Like, every second word out of his mouth was a shit pun. Great, but all that, but the way he weaved them around each other, they just kept coming back to all the original. It was just very well done punnery. Mm-hmm. I love a good, I love a good pun, and I hate a pun. You do, you hate puns, <laughs> Thank but I you. love them. You do. Um, so I'm glad I saw this show. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, that, but also just the way he sort of spoke about his his daughter was just very like. It was just very sweet. It was very like, oh, now we have a small, little, little, small, small... It was almost... And this is another thing I wanted to touch on. Uh, He's a Kiwi. Mm. Uh, And it just occurred to me... I don't think I've ever met a Kiwi that isn't just naturally very good at being funny. Okay. Like, I just think Kiwis have the most wonderful sense of humour. Mm-hmm. And... It was like... Because I had just watched, (laughs) this is going to sound, I had just watched Our Flag Means Death, like a few episodes of it, with Taika Waititi and Rhys Darby. Okay. So that's very Kiwi humour in that show. Mm -hmm. And watching that and then coming to watch this show, I was like, yeah, Kiwi humour is its own distinct thing and it's fucking great. Sure. It's so great. And it's also so loving and caring. There's something about that sort of, I don't know, there seems to be this very shared vibe of, hey, we're all here together. It's all right. And So it's just very like communal and nice so mm-hmm. hearing him talk about his daughter and his partner like that was just so oh i'd love to be i'd love to be a part of that family like that's that's so nice great yeah that, <laughs> I work a, that's I work, lovely yeah um yeah okay here's another thing i need to touch on yeah i sat down by myself right yeah Along comes two people sitting sits, sits next to me. Okay. And Is I, it allocated seating? Uh, general admission. Oh, okay. Yeah. So they've chosen to they've sit chosen next to me. They've chosen to sit next to me. Oh, God. So <laughs> I am in the third row, I'd say. Mm. Uh, and I'm sitting there and we're watching this show. And she, the person sitting next to me and I sort of bond a little bit over, we were both sort of the ones getting into the music at the start because we were just loving it. <laughs> and then she was like, oh, I'm so glad I sat next to you. You've got great energy. I was like, oh, she said energy. Oh, no. <laughs> well, you don't like people saying energy? Next week, hear about it on my list. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yep. No, so that's fine. So we're sitting there. <laughs> but you know, there's a point when you're engaging... There's an audience engagement with a comedy act, right? Like, every comedy act, I feel, has a little bit of engagement in terms of you're laughing very loudly and that naturally invites the, the comedian the physical space to react to that. Sure. Yeah. She was going a little above and beyond. In, like... <laughs> he would say a joke. Like, he would be like... Um, did you know that butterflies can't? Uh, butterflies don't know how to find sodium in the in the Amazon. And you'd be getting ready for the punchline, and she'd be like, "Why do they drink tears?" Oh god! Like, and, yeah, like, like shouting it, and then I thought you were going to say she laughed loudly. No, She's no. Offering conversation she points, is, <laughs> and then, this is something I'll be touching on with another show. Yeah, she was way too. In, it was the, to the point where he was sort of like having to sort of go okay, and sort of like move along. Oh, because it was almost to a point of disrespect to the act. Sure. Okay. Yeah, and uh, have you, do you? What are your experiences with heckling? I guess it's it's a form of heckling. Yeah. Um, I heckle. he yeah, I love to heckle. Yeah, that's why I go to shows. <laughs> <laughs> you should have seen what I shouted the last time I saw Mullen Rouge. Pretty <laughs> Walk faster. That's <laughs> uh, French. No, yeah, no, it's interesting, isn't it? Yeah, I can't imagine. I don't know what it'd be like to be a sort of person that feels comfortable heckling. It's I a get lot a lot of, of them are drunk when it happens, but mm. I think I think of like the nightmare it would be if you were like on a date with someone or even friends with someone that started heckling during a show. It's like. Whoa. Yes, I need to phase you out. <laughs> and that's, that's what happened because she and I had sort of bonded briefly, yeah. and then everyone, I assume, because it was a very small space, mm. um, the comedian could just see us together because we were both sort of vibing that we had come together. He would yeah. assume that, and then she started doing that, and I was like, "Oh and you started no!" Shuffling away, I was and, like, "Oh god!" And the jangle of your tambourine really gave it away, <laughs> and I tried to really <laughs> because of the music. Yes, uh, I was to say, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, a bit weird. That is, I can't imagine. What do these people think they're doing when they're shouting at comedians? The show's for them, Jake. Yeah. It's that, it's that, because she was there with her boyfriend, I assume, mm. and they were both a little bit drunk, and mm. I think it's that very straight entitled vibe of like, you know, like, yeah, I'm here, this show's for me, and I'm going to make it, I'm going to do what I want with it. Yeah. And it was just sort of, oh, okay, <laughs> sure. <laughs> and she would say these silly, like, these silly things, and everyone would just sort of go, and just ignore her. Yeah. And so, But she kept doing it. Maybe she needs a show. But, like, the contributions weren't all bad. Sometimes <laughs> they just didn't make sense. It could be workshop. It could be workshop. You know, the raw material's there. It's <laughs> all that. Yeah, but you're telling me, yeah, I don't know where that confidence really comes from. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, and to believe that that's, well, presumably, believing that that's some. Like, element of the contract between audience and comedian. And it's a comedy... You know, it's a very specifically comedy show thing. You wouldn't mm. do that at a sh- Like, Shakespeare. You wouldn't do don't. that at, like, the MTC. Yeah. You don't heckle. No. Yeah. I wonder what it is. Is it because these comedians are up on stage? And it feels conversational and the fourth mm. wall doesn't exist. So it's like, oh, they're talking yeah. to me. I can talk to them. Yeah. 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 So not really, but... <laughs> And he he was you know how some comedians are very good with hecklers they'll just be like ah oh, and immediately snap in like Bo Burnham for instance will sure. just snap in with a comedian with a heckler and just engage with them okay this 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 guy um, yeah Barney clearly had a script mm. and clearly was sticking to it which I respect sure so like the heckler would say something and he just sort of and ignore it yeah which which was good mm-hmm. because I did not want to hear this person engage in any meaningful way with this comedian sure I had no interest in what she had to say mm-hmm. uh, so that was just yeah. was just annoying. Yeah. But yeah, otherwise, bunny, terrific show. Uh, Welcome, everybody, to this section of the podcast where I talk about another show that I saw. Yep. (laughs) Jake, I went to see a show the other night called The Anniversary. It's Mr. Bean meets The Shining. What do you think when I say those words, Jake? You personally. I think I don't really like Mr. Bean or The Shining. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> you and I are very different people Yes And I think we're going to have Very different opinions on this show Sure Because um, Flynn, uh, Flynn I saw the show with Flynn uh, yeah. and we point- Sorry who is Flynn <laughs>
1: He is so have seldom I mentioned him <laughs> up. Shut up
0: It's all I have um, He's my partner Who I love uh-huh. um, And he's the one I saw This and the other show I'll talk about with Great um, so, but, so some things I mentioned Were mentioned by Flynn I want to credit him Great. Is that okay with you? Mm, look, <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> i gonna edit it all out. You lonely bastard, James. Okay, we added in Kath and Kim. We think it's Kath and Kim meets Mr. Bean meets The Shining. Sure. Uh, so the other, like the, the premise, it's it's it's, it's slapstick, doll. <laughs> so when I say slapstick, what do you think? I don't really think I just kind of leave, <laughs> <laughs> just walk out. Yeah, Jake hates slapstick. Mm -hmm. Traditionally hates it. I traditionally love it. You traditionally love it. Mm -hmm. I love it in a traditional sense. Oh, yes. (laughs) I want to marry it and get a dowry. Yeah, good. So we walk in, we sit down, front row, Mm. uh, general admission as well. And again, this audience tells a story of, of what this show is. Older audience. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is one that, again, has a, a a person with loud opinions sitting right behind us. Okay. Uh, the, it's one of those stages that is like forced perspective. So it's like a corridor, like Scooby-Doo style corridor. That sort of goes down to the end with like a two doors on either side. You know what I mean? So forced perspective. Yep. So it, it looks like it's going further away. Mm-hmm. So the doors at the other other furthest away from us are smaller on an angle. Oh, sure. Yeah. When does yeah. that happen in Scooby-Doo? Oh, you know like any time they have those corridor scenes where it's like them running through the doors and then they run down through the other doors and they sort of cross the the corridor. Oh and sometimes like they're chasing the evil exactly. one and the evil one's chasing, chasing them and then sometimes they're wearing and a little bit And they little bit oh! exactly yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so of a little bit 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 of Poofy. Costume. So so that's the stage. Mm. Uh and then on come oh so the audience. Sorry, I'm talking about these this particular woman behind us. <laughs> Okay, just quickly, everyone out there, don't worry that anytime you see James seeing a show, he's gonna devote a whole bunch of time to smearing you in the public unless arena. I won't. you not absolutely annoying. Yeah, so you, you, you keep in line. I, w- I don't want to <laughs> say mouthy it. bitch. I won't. I won't say much because again, this was almost this is was, it wasn't a pantomime, but it was very pantomimey adjacent. This show, sure. So like, audience participation was sort of encouraged. Okay. So like, participation was, from their seats. From their seats. Okay. From their seat. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. Like it was very much like they would sort of. I'll talk about that. Great. But this woman behind us, there was this sort of like cat um, puppet. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Cat puppet that sort of popped out to sort of like peer at us and sort of sneak away. Like it was mm. about that, sort of um, <laughs> that sort of show. That sort of show. Then as like a sneaky pussycat. <laughs> I'm familiar with that type of <laughs> show. <laughs> it's a type of show. It's a type of show. Anywho. So. so, so, so. So, so sneaky pussy comes, down. yeah. Uh, everyone goes, ah, oh, a pussy, uh, and then sneaky pussy goes away. And this woman behind us would sort of be like very, very loudly with her. I Assume a date, I think. Like, okay, that's what my cat's like at home. Oh, that's my cat. Hello, puss. Like she said, all of that, all of those words, <laughs> not at once, but like, very quickly in succession. Oh, hello, puss. Hi, puss. Oh my Which, god. <laughs> Like I don't want to be mean, but it was it was a moment of, of us. <laughs> being, oh no, <laughs> oh dear! And the fact that I had sat directly in front of this woman, like am, is it me? Am I? Am I just drawn to people who like shouting loudly at shows? <laughs> Which is fine. It's a comedy festival. Of all the shows, yeah. you could do it at these ones. But it was just—why does it have to be the cat lady? <laughs> Why does it have to be the lady? That's such funny input. <laughs> like it was at first, it was quite funny. Like it was, oh yeah, like, oh hi puss. That's that's my cat at home. My cat does that at home. It's like, bitch. Who is that <laughs> remark for? <laughs> it's for? It was for her friend that she was seeing the show with. Oh, but it was she, very loud. So she wasn't projecting for everyone to be like uh, laughing at her cat story. I think her natural voice was just projecting that loud that it did seem like she was. Oh wow! We could hear every word. Golly. Okay. <laughs> Rant over. I'm adding it to my list. Rant <laughs> done. That's so, <laughs> That's so funny. funny to me. <laughs> oh. So, yeah, so Force Protective, Pantomime Show, Outcome, Jim, and BA! Okay. <laughs> yep. Yeah, you just said Jim and Bob. I did say Jim and Bob. Yeah. Because the only words these two characters say for the entire show are each other's names. Oh my god. And the rest of it is the Mister Bean sort of. Oh, 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 oh Very that. Okay. Yep. <laughs> um, so uh, Claire Bartholomew and Daniel Tobias mm-hmm. are, the, are the actors. Great. Um, they're also part of this. This might mean. This might mean more to you. Um, they're part of this uh, multi award winning Otto and Astrid. Die Rotten Punkt. It's like a, 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 it seems to be a sort of punk band they're a part of. Cool. And they, they seem, they, they're quite prolific with that.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, uh, directed by Peter. Okay, just for everyone at home, James is holding <laughs> the, the names in front of me. I don't know how to say it. <laughs> um, I believe it's pronounced Peter Houghton. Houghton, it could be Houghton, it could be Houghton. I'm not sure. Peter, I'm sorry. But directing that show... Seems very difficult because it's one of those shows which does its physical prop comedy, mm-hmm. and th- I feel like I, those must be a nightmare to direct slickly, which they did yep. to their credit. Um, Yet, yeah, pantom—it was very much like. Did you ever see the play that goes wrong? No. Oh, okay, great show. Uh, <laughs> I think you'll remember. I'm not a slapstick guy. Oh God, I'm more of oh. a drama man. <laughs> <laughs> like a play with a twist where a baby gets shot. <laughs> Damn this, <laughs> you know. Um. Yeah. So. So so, it was very play goes wrong sort of everything. Just, I mean, the first thing that happens was a little rat was dragged across the stage on a wire, and it got caught on the carpet. And My rat's just like that at home. <laughs> hey, Ratty! <laughs> oh, little Ratty! <laughs> um, anywho, mm-hmm. uh, so yeah, so watching these two actors just do all this. Golden physical comedy was so... Like, it had everything. Mm -hmm. It had, like, collapsing onto a table. It had a cream pie in the face. That's great. Twice. Oh my god, yes. Yep. (laughs) It had the corridor. It had the Scooby-Doo them running through the corridor. They had this incredible um, uh, backstage hand who had, like, who dressed up as one of them at one point and Mm -hmm. sort of ran across the stage as the other one ran across. This backstage... There was this scene where a magpie chased Jim... Um, and he sort of, like, fought it off and killed it, and captured the- used the magpie for silly purposes that was sort of, like, farcical. Mm. But this stagehand would sort of hold the magpie on a, on, a, on a pole. Her face was completely expressionless. That's funny. The entire time. And then she would sort of be the cat as well. And at the very end, um, I will not spoil anything, but at the end there's a scene where the cat is sort of, like, there again. But the stagehand has to be a lot more in, sta- in view, and she, again- Deadpan, Completely mm-hmm. deadpan. And it just added... And I think it was really well done in that they all knew how stupid and silly the show was. Mm. So, like, having the stagehand be just that deadpan, having Jim and Barb sort of... um There are like, several moments where where things sort of seemed to break down a bit, but it was sort of like, this is ridiculous. Um, I loved it. Great. I absolutely loved it. What was the anniversary? Oh! <laughs> <laughs> um, it, it was one of those shows where the plot was more of The crouton upon which sat the beautiful, flavourful dip of the comedy, you know? Like, the plot was, they were getting ready to throw their 50th anniversary party. Mm -hmm. That's it. That's the whole... That's the plot. That's the premise. Um, and it was, like, the... One of the major things was they set up this beautiful table of food, and then they fell onto the table, and they had to replace the food, and of course they couldn't find any food, so they... Jim used ridiculous objects to make food, and Barb was getting ready, and Barb took too much of a medication... You know, like, it was that Mm -hmm. sort of, like, everything just sort of spiralled, um... Why do you hate physical prop comedy? I need to know. What do you find about it that annoys you? Because you you have such an aversion to it. You really don't like it. And I want to know what it is. Um, part of me doesn't like feeling like people aren't safe. <laughs> I, okay. I'm not an Australia's Funniest Home Videos fan. Um, <laughs> so there's that component. I think... But but sorry to cut across you, Dave. No, do it. But isn't there something... Don't you... Because uh, I, I, I'm the same. I find it... like to to go to another play that I'm going to use as an example play that goes wrong just because it has so many things that happen that could be quite dangerous like mm. the, that, that but isn't that the impressive part that they are able to rehearse it and make it slick enough that they can do those things without No because I can't turn off the part of my brain that is worried about something going wrong like obviously part of me knows oh they've rehearsed all this this is a play no one's going to get hurt mm. but then there is the real world risk of something going wrong and then right. somebody getting hurt and those two things like maintaining the balance of those two thoughts in my head prevents me from being able to be relaxed enough to be enjoying myself and also the prospect of people injuring themselves Pretendly or for realsies Is not... Neither of those things are interesting to me Sure, um, sure Not to bring it back to the Grand Prix But is that also the reason people go to see car races? Because they're excited for the thrill of someone potentially getting hurt I don't know My my brain is not of the shape that can even pretend to find car racing interesting Well your so. brain is smooth And Thank small Thank you James I... <laughs> um... Yeah, I... Slapstick for that reason, because it's void of any real risk, apart from the risk that does exist, and that risk makes me anxious.
1: Mm.
0: And also just clowning, I've always found very obnoxious. Oh, I don't like clowning. Like that type of clowning where it's like, oh, 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 yeah. this, oh! I would, like, have this like, would have up. hated it. Shut up! Like, shut up! And I get that it can be done well. I've seen it done well recently. But th- that, that, that style of heightened obnoxiousness, mm. like I just, in life, don't gravitate towards that type of person. And then that type of performance is of very little interest to me. Sure. But that's again, fair. this is all taste stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, no, no, like, I'm I like interested. language and I like... Yeah. The sure show had language. Other stuff. I think I like just the Which other end mother. of the spectrum. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's the other end. Sure, sure. I think between the two of us, we cover... You cover serious theatre and I cover... Buffoonery! What? <laughs> which I, which I'm fine with. I love I love buffoonery. Sure, and I it's... like buffoonery too. But that mm. style of buffoonery. But yeah, mm. no, I think okay. for whatever reason, I think if you were to invent some sort of like linear graph and slapsticky clowning was on one end. Yep, I like the stuff on the other end. And I don't know what that end would be. Sure, sure. That. So you're really just saying you don't like slapstick comedy. <laughs> <Ow>. <laughs> <laughs> See, okay, cool. Well, I, as you know, I love it. I absolutely love it. And yeah, <laughs> I, I think it's great. You guys, I do. Um, yeah, no, I really love it. And also, these these two actors, um, Daniel and Claire, um, just clearly have a lot of history performing together. So it's mm. one of the. Do you remember? When you, we went to see at the Regent Theatre, I think it was eighteen oh six. Oh, that theater, circus! The show. circus show. Yes, and you meant you keep bringing up the two uh, tumblers, tumblers. I keep bringing it up. When did I keep daily? Bring... Now, <laughs> there was a period of time when you when you, you you said every now and again how the two tumblers, you know, the men after so begrudgingly like, going to this circus show. Yeah, yes, yeah, which I was surprised you went to. Thank you. Yeah, um, <laughs> I again, like a subvert expectation. <laughs> do it more. <sighs> <laughs> but you keep bringing, you kept bringing up how the connection between those two men who clearly oh, knew each other so well and were able to say That so these, nice to each other. and do these stunts together safely and oh so my be God. so happy. Oh. That's what I mean about physical prop comedy. I, yeah. That's what I love about it. Mhm. Like can, can you you know what I mean? Uh, I was sure what like seeing in action the connection that must exist mm. for that type of comedy to be achievable and, and look look easy and flawless. Sure. Yeah. That's super nice. Yeah. Yep. Um, that, that's almost slapstick. Really. Sure. But I'd say that's certainly not a, like a tick in the box of, oh, maybe Jake does secretly like some element of no, it s- Slapsky nonsense because it's like, that's a sort of connection that I would happily also see exemplified by some other thing, like some other piece of drama, because it's just... Any other piece two- of drama. Oh my God, please. Because <laughs> it's, yeah, just, you know, two people just like looking out for each other and just yeah. trusting each other so much. That's what they, that's what these two were doing. Is what, it was just That's so, so nice. No, it bit, sounds yeah, lovely. Really it's lovely. really... It's only taste that would have kept me oh, from no, enjoying absolutely. the show I as much as... It sounds like they're really... They sound super talented. talented. They are, yeah. 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 I think they're going to Brisbane. Um, I think they are. They definitely well, should... I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> so stop trying to make me go to Brisbane. For anyone listening to this podcast <laughs> that might be in Brisbane, Yeah, that's where they will be. Mm. Going, I think they're heading up there within the next week. The show literally ends on Wednesday, I think. Sure. Which is when this podcast will come out. Um... Good know for anyone keeping tabs on that. Don't yeah. give me that face where it looks like you think that I think you said something stupid. You give me that face a lot. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and yet You change nothing and about yet your behaviour. You I give you the feedback. <laughs> Eat it. <laughs> Eat the feedback. Eat it. Well, I'm feeding it to you. Isn't oh, that, that not what oh, feedback is? Oh, that's good. Oh, that's wordplay. Oh, is it even gobble. wordplay? Isn't the idea of what feedback is? It's not literal feed. It's like like you're a chicken. It's feedback. Like <laughs> microphone feedback. It's stuff that comes back to you. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, that's what feedback is. So there's nothing culinary about no. feedback. No. What? No. Now you're the idiot. Hi, Jake. Hello, James. We've spoken about a few things on this podcast. We've spoken about comedy. We've... I think you're a bit far from the microphone, James. We've spoken about comedy. <laughs> okay. St- stay <laughs> far, but talk loud. <laughs> I'm trying to shake it up. Fine. We've spoken about comedy. Yeah. We've spoken about slapstick talking about Kath and Kim. Is this today you're talking about? That's what you're summarising? Right now, yes. Yeah, yeah great. What? Yeah, Go on. What else I'm, what talking about? I don't know. The whole Nothing history of us exists. talking to each other. No. Yeah, no. We live only in this one moment. <laughs> no day but today. <laughs> oh, that is awful. Um, I love Rent. I do love Rent. I wanted a record that I love Rent and I will not apologise. Rent, the concept. The musical, the musical. I hate oh. Rent and I hate landlords. Oh, great. Mm-hmm. Put them down. On my list. But that's not controversial. So, what were you saying? Sorry, yeah. I went to <laughs> see a show. I went to see another show. Great. Reuben K. Reuben K. The Butch Is Back is the name of the show. Okay. <laughs> I was seeing the show with Flynn. Flynn. Flynn! Reminds me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I saw the show with Flynn <laughs> and <laughs> we both walked out of there just agreeing that, like, I'm just going to say up front, we both agreed he was the best performer we've ever seen. Like, Golly. So, Reuben Kay uh, went to the VCA, born in Melbourne. Yeah, uh, great performer is touring all around the world now doing various forms of cabaret. Great. Cabaret performer. Um oh, cabaret, Jake. What do you think when I say cabaret? Well, like what immediately gets con Yeah, what's the first thoughts? The first thoughts when you say cabaret. Mm-hmm. Dark rooms, mm-hmm. dark little rooms. Yep. Um a fog in the air. Mm-hmm. <laughs> people have just finished smoking before they came inside. So it stinks slightly of cigarettes. A little bit. Um yeah, people doing like Loud, yelly versions of musical theatre standards. Yep. Um, yeah. And also having, like, a a nice, tipsy time. Very that energy. Great. Very that energy. I will say the one thing that set it apart from every cabaret show I've ever seen is there was no ukulele. Oh my god, heaven. Heaven! Oh my god. Heaven. Like, I love, I love, I love ukulele because it's easy, it's simple, you can bring it on, you can take it off, you can do all the things you And of need. course it's been done wonderfully before. Absolutely. I mean, I'll watch Elizabeth Brennan play the ukulele any day of the Elizabeth week. Elizabeth Brennan? Elizabeth Brennan, you've met her a number of times, she's very talented. Unless you're like a small scale budget cabaret, that's fine. Because ukulele, it's accessible, it's easy, it's good. I get where it belongs. But don't bring a ukulele onto the main stage. <laughs> Onto d- the main stage. Onto the main stage. I don't want to see a main stage. I can't see it. It's too far what away. What is the main stage? Any big stage, Jake. Any big stage. A big stage. So don't bring ukulele's onto a big stage. Mm-hmm. Because I said so. Because you said so. The yes. Diane Keaton film. Yep, I'm the authority on Theodore and Cabaret. Yeah, because and... I said so. No more ukulele's on big stages. Yep. Okay, good. Great. You can write that down. I will. I have. So but no ukulele. In fact, it was a six piece band. Oh my god! Yeah, like it was, it was a. That's so much snail. better than a ukulele. Like, like I mean, <laughs> arguably two ukuleles would be better than one. <laughs> I'm sorry. What are you advocating for? More ukulele. More is better. You're kind of all over the place with your ukulele <laughs> stance. <laughs> ukulele? I hardly know it. What do you think? A joke? I'm is? drunk. I'm drunk. <laughs> <laughs> I'm drunk, and I'm sad. No. So, um, so six feet bad comes on. I've got to quickly shout out. I'm pretty sure the bassist's name was Lana. She'll love that. <laughs> well, Hannah will love that shout out. Hottest band member ever is Lana. Lana. Just. So all the band comes on. They're all gorgeous and they're all there with their instruments. So they all. <laughs> I love that you are ramping up to a compliment for one specific member of the band, and of the rest, you are saying they were there with their <laughs> instruments. <laughs> They did the bare minimum <laughs> to be in a band. Let me let me, let me finish. They're all there. They all they're all there on their instruments, <laughs> and we're an incredible band, and we're clearly incredibly talented. I just want to quickly shout out. They all they all come on to stand up or sit down wherever they need to be. Lana sort of slinks onto the stage with sunglasses, yeah, and like a big sparkly studded jacket. sits down in a little stool, crosses her legs, mm. and just has her bass there, and I immediately just this is, you are, you have so much incredibly intensely hot energy uh-huh. that I can't look away from you right now. So Ruben Kate comes onto the stage with the most glittery, expensive-looking, beautiful outfit I've ever seen. Great. And then proceeds to talk non-stop for what must have been, like, I don't know, an hour and a half? I can't remember now. Mm. And for the whole time, we just couldn't take our eyes off of him. Great. this it, The most charismatic, witty, um... And I just, I I have no other words to say, like, there's nothing else I can say about that. What did he talk about? (laughs) 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 Not to hold your hand through this. (laughs) It was a show about, like, coming back to cabaret after COVID. It was a show about, um, it, 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 it developed into a show again about, like, uh, growing up and living in Melbourne with his family as a gay man and... That sort of journey that he had to go on, and it was it sort of came down to queer identity and existing as a queer gay man. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah, and just some of the songs he chose like he did, um, Orville Peck's cover of uh, Fancy, phenomenal. That's such a good song, such a good song, and that that version is so good. Mm-hmm. And he said it was one of the and he kept like he would make all like he came out into the audience and he would, would, would sort of. Slink on the side of the side of the um, audience there and sing the song from there It came out into the audience and got in people's laps and um, Have you seen a cabaret performance that made you go, ooh-ah, uh, Glenn McGrath? <laughs> a cabaret performance that made you go, ooh-ah, uh, Glenn McGrath but I've never said that in my life Um, running through my mind, trying to think of cabarets that have stuck with me. (laughs) I suppose my answers, I have two answers. One of them, arguably not a cabaret. It was uh, Megan Hilty did like a one woman show. I went to Sydney to see it. Megan Hilty, of course, from Smash. I have not seen Smash. Which continues to be one of your worst qualities. She, (laughs) uh, yeah, she's in Smash and then she was in... Like a loretta lynn movie and she was in the like the first broadway production of that dolly parton musical nine to five i know that one yeah it's coming to melbourne um, with marina Pryor. great good to see marina back on the stage Mm. uh yeah so i saw her one woman show like an evening with megan hilty and she closed by singing uh the rainbow connection which was pretty cool that's really cute So that was great um but again probably not a cabaret otherwise i remember i saw m Rusciano did a cabaret at this point i think it was probably like eight years ago i it just sticks out because i was dating one of the backup dancers at the time and it was fun to to see that happen (laughs) see your your, your partner do sexy dances Uh, sexy dances yeah it was fun Mm. it was fun not just because it was wonderful to see him doing what he's really good at And, uh, you know, to see... It's always nice when you, like... Whether or not they're a friend or they're a romantic person or whatever. But to see them be talented, to see them be happy, and to see them in something fun. Totally. You know, that's cool. Um, And then also for it to be, even as, like, a a theatre experience, have it it just being Emrociano and two backup dancers, and for my attention to be kind of, like, more weighed on one of the backup dancers than the the lead performer was, you know, just a unique theatrical thing. Yeah, seeing Um, a romantic partner in a show is always... High stakes. High stakes? Well, well, yeah. <laughs> Did you only just start believing I what about, we I was about to dive into something, but I don't want to divert. Were you about to start talking about Flynn being in Footloose? Yeah, I, yes. I was about to start talking about Flynn being in Footloose. But I'll Again, you'll have later. to tell me who Flynn is. I fucking hate you. Do who you is, you, is Flynn? Price. He's my partner. My oh, laptop. I forgot. <sighs> Your partner Flynn. Uh, <laughs> yeah, good. <laughs> yeah, I was listening to these podcasts recently because I'm self-obsessed. And yeah. Yeah, I talk about him a lot. But yeah, so yeah, so he's about to be in Footloose. He's a, Well, I was just going to say... I've got all that, not fear, I'm not but like nerves and excitement of seeing a partner in a show. It's yes. very exciting. And okay. everyone should go and see uh, umtar's production of Footloose. It's on in early May. I believe it's the 5th to the 8th. This really sounds like we reverse engineered a chance for you to plug this production of Flynn's Footloose. Oh yeah. I'm seeing it on Saturday. Great. Come see it with me. Jake will be seeing it with me as well. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. um, anything else to say about Ruben Kaye's The Butch Is Back? I, I think Can I, I, just I say, before you start answering the question <laughs> <laughs> Let me just respond <laughs> to my question ever Go on, before you answer, shut the fuck up <laughs> <laughs> Wait, wait, wait shut your dumb bitch mouth <laughs> <laughs> The Elton John song The Bitch Is Back is not a very good song It's good in moments Where it's like, oh this, it almost teases you by nearly being a fun song, and then he just <laughs> forgets to make it the song could that it you, could be. Could you sing a bit of it for me? Because I've got to say, I, I don't know what this song is. Um, so The Butch Is Back didn't mean anything to me as a title. It's da 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 when the bitch is back. But then it's like just sort of like wafts off into being like a boring <laughs> song. Oh. But it's like you hear it almost be like, oh, fuck, this song's fun. And, and then, then he just gets into the verse. Well, that is the polar <laughs> opposite of this Ruben K performance. Okay, great. Actually, no, it's not. It's just an opposite, because that would be to say that Ruben K started off a bit boring and then got good, but the whole I'd show is phenomenal. i say it doesn't have to be either the same no, or no, the opposite. no, everything needs to be compared to each other. <laughs> There's only two options uh-huh. for everything. Absolutely. <laughs> Are you a Jake or a James? Take the quiz. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's James. Oh, mm. oh Samantha. <laughs> I love sex. I think... Again, I've never seen Sex and the City. Also, I, I wanted to bring up earlier, this is completely unrelated. Yeah. I think talking about the James and James podcast. Yeah. The James on James podcast. James on James. It reminded me of when you mentioned that idea of the new Sex and the City series. Rather than recasting Samantha, mm. or like, this is Jake's idea. I just want to... <laughs> I just want <laughs> to... How just... about you say the idea, <laughs> then I'll see if I take it. Oh, no, no, no. It. It's <laughs> Jake's. It's Jake's. Rather than casting a new person to play Samantha, you cast, a, like, a list of A-list celebrities. Like... Michael Caine Whoopi Goldberg Like the most diverse And random group of people You can Mm -hmm. And every scene Samantha is played By a completely different actor Sure and I just thought that is the best idea I've ever heard ever in the world. <laughs> yeah, it sounds fun. Um, but then I saw, and just like that, and it was perfect television. So wouldn't change a thing. So you're on the list of two people that think that. Yeah, it was pretty atrocious, but <laughs> engaging. I'm gonna say in gay ways. In ga- also in gay ways. In gay ways, it was great. yeah. No, but yeah, no, we can't slide down was there the slippery thing slope. in that show. Uh, yeah, yeah, because Miranda's discovering how much she. Is at least into this one non-binary person. Oh God, they tackle everything, don't they, in that season? They, for some reason, really tried to. Yeah, good yeah. on them, yeah. i say. Um, yeah, we cannot, no, we can't landslide into talking about unjust like that, because we'll be here for days. <laughs> we will be here for days. <laughs> Reuben K, okay. if you get a chance to see, if you ever, if you're listening and you ever get a chance to see Reuben K in anything, you, you take that chance. You go. You drop everything. You listen to me right now. If you change your mind Take a chance, take a a chance, take a chance, chance, take a chance Honey on Steel Free. (sighs) Take a shit on me. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. For anyone not keeping up, um, (laughs) James is cackling pretty uncontrollably.
1: Because he made a fecal joke.
0: (laughs) I love a poop joke, I'm a simple man. (laughs) Great. You look like you want more, Jake. <laughs> <laughs> I do feel a bit unsatisfied. What of the songs he performed? Which one was the most? What 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 stuck out as like a? It would have been that Orville Peck... Um, not Orville Peck. River McIntyre. Fancy because it was just. It was. It was. First of all, it was a. Uh, it, it was a. Uh, way for him to showcase his incredible voice. Which, Ruben K could get away with having a a so-so voice with his charisma and charm that he uses. Mm. But his voice is phenomenal. And so he just had these really loud, gorgeous belting moments. And it was just... The lights all went down. It was just a spotlight on him in the audience singing this beautiful song. Um, That would have been the most touching and incredible song from the show for me. Mm -hmm. But he starts the show off with like a medley of like, Pleased to meet ya! Allow me to introduce myself! The bird. I'm sorry, a medley of what? I'm trying to think of the song. I'm trying to think of the song. Please allow me to introduce myself. What's that song? Please allow me to introduce myself. Come on, that song. You know that song. No. You know that song. Do I? No, my, my brain is just blasting fancy. <laughs> it's a good song. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I can't remember the name of the song. I'm so sorry, Ruben. I've let you down. Um, are you about to Google the song? No, no, I wouldn't even know how to Google what you well, just text, said. just pulled out his phone like he's bored with what I'm saying. No, no, I thought I got a dramatic text message, but I, it? I got the opposite. Honestly, uh-huh. wow. So whoever just messaged Jake, you know that was a yes yeah, message. Yeah, could you back off? All right, I don't <laughs> care. It is currently eleven oh eight on Saturday the tenth. Yes, yeah, <laughs> so and you your friendship is ruining my life. <laughs> <laughs> I'm busy, <But laughs> and busy. you're dull. <laughs> Um, and then we, we met Ruben after the show. We went and gave him a hug and sort of like had a chat. Um, and it was just, he's so nice. He's so nice, Jay. That's honestly a relief to hear because he's such a statuesque beauty mm-hmm. that, of course, my inner self loathing homosexual is like, he mm-hmm. must be so mean. And it would <laughs> be so easy for him to be so mean. Oh, yeah, that's but no, so nice. he's <laughs> such a Jake. Like, I came up, like, Flynn went first and then Flynn, because I, I don't know why I went. Cut that bit. What were you about to say? I was about to talk about Flynn working in the mold House, but I don't think I should talk about where You don't Flynn want people works. to know where Flynn works? I just works don't think that's... In case so they we'll, bottle him. We'll, we'll, cut, we'll, we'll cut that bit. I wanted to we'll be with cut James! That bit. Um, <laughs> shit, fuck, boo! So we'll cut that bit. There we go. Here's a quick thing. Every yes. episode that I've been in has been rated explicit. The one that I've not been in has not been explicit. What do you make of that, America? That's because I want to have a fun spin-off. If you get James on James, I get one that's just me talking to the kids. <laughs> Yeah, they'll let you do that. I think they will. Do that. I'm very child-friendly. Yeah, so, Ruben came. you're great. Great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, good. That's exciting that he's such a talented mm. force for good. So, Jake... You didn't see any shows this week. Uh, no, I didn't. Letting the team down. Let it. Yeah. <laughs> it's because I have no respect for the team or my teammates. Um, but are you, do you have any plans to see anything coming up? You, do you have any things on the horizon? Oh, golly, yes. As far as I can tell, great. this coming week is going to be yes, very like full of me seeing junk. Right. Yeah, junk. it was really just junk. All wow. really great stuff. <laughs> you know, what? he said junk. He junk, said junk. You know, junk in the playful way. Junk in the Spring Awakening kind of way. My junk. Yeah, we all have our, <laughs> we all have our junk. Yep. Yeah. And my junk is you? I, I hope know. your junk isn't me. No, no, that's the song, isn't it? We uh, all have our junk and my junk is you. In the midst of this nothing, this mists of a life. We have to stop. Is that copyrighted? <laughs> is it copyrighted? Is, is Spring Awakening copyrighted? No, it's pretty <laughs> underground. <laughs> we, we can all do it. Everyone does it. Yeah. Um... Yeah, no, I'll be seeing stuff this week. So, right. yeah, no. Spring Awakening. Uh, no, fingers crossed. Oh, God, I hope they make one of the characters a boy that's usually a girl. <laughs> I don't think I'm ready oh for boy. that. Oh, um, boy. Um, but, yeah, I think next week I do have, like, one or two spectral plans that will hopefully manifest as something more solid. Okay, great. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Good, vague, and mystical. <laughs> Thank you so much. That's my vibe. Um, Yeah, but do you have anything on, like, otherwise apart from shows? Like, anything exciting coming up? Like, should we, like... Pre-rate your week out of five stars. Pre-rate my week. Yeah, look at what does it look like. Well, based on what I learned from the secret documentary, Mm seven hundred stars. It's going to be an incredible week full of success and good fortune. He was never seen again. He died the next day. <laughs> the secret turned against him. <laughs> <laughs> Get him, secret! <laughs> <to you>. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God! So, yeah, if you want to email us anything, Dionysus at gmail.com. Mm.
1: Bear,
0: in, bear in mind, of course, that anything that we've said, we may already disagree with. Yeah, no, yeah. Uh, opinions change, and so do people, and that's the beautiful experience of living a life. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And we're also remember, friends don't let friends become theatre critics. And if they do become theatre critics, you put them down. You put them right down. Put them down on the ground. Thanks so much for joining us. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Giggles like a little girl. <laughs>